0: live
1: you're watching today today we have a new format for our short treks discussion uh hello welcome back audience uh on a brand new exciting episode of starfleet boy where we have a casual and informal conversation about star trek today we're focused on star trek discovery and we are here to uh talk about the most recent short treks episode the escape Artists, uh starring and directed by if i'm not mistaken Rain Wilson as Hardcourt Fenton Mud uh I will do the episode summary unless you would like to Sean unless you have a strong uh a strong like desire to do I it I
2: think I think that uh, you know I've I've done enough episode summaries for one day <laughs> Wow He's still a
1: little sore about our, our TNG moment just a little <laughs> Well I mean <laughs> I apologize again Can that I do the summary you oh, this could be interesting. Uh I'm just I, gonna read the friggin' No, I'm kidding. Memory Alpha. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, but right. We're also joined by the doctor, but he's only in observation mode, although I suspect he will have an opinion or two to offer. And it will oh, be welcome, have a rating. Doctor. <laughs> have a, your,
0: no anyway. i cannot offer a rating no, the, that would be the
1: doctor's the wild card i'll just say he's the wild card today in our, in our discussion uh or perhaps if there's a debate which i don't think there will be uh the moderator um <clears throat> so uh the short trek episode the escape artist is about harry mudd and his terrible lot in life where he keeps getting uh picked up by bounty hunters just he's got a bad name. And uh, unfortunately, uh, there's a bounty on his on him. Uh, the Federation is offering a hundred thousand credits, I think they say, uh, for the capture and uh, and return of Harry Mud. For among other things, he several counts of attempted murder, as well as uh, penetration of a space whale. I think was one of the counts against him. And uh, <laughs> anyways, we see a montage of sequence, uh, sequences or montages or both of Harry Mudd trying to escape these terrible situations where he's being captured. And uh, it's very funny and entertaining. And we get to see him trying to manipulate all his bounty hunter captors. And the, the episode ends in a surprise when the Tellarite, uh, bounty hunter who seems to be the the main focus other than Harry Mudd, uh, brings Harry to uh, the USS DeMilo and it is revealed that oh, guess what? You have an android fake Harry Mud. That's not the real him. <laughs> and we have a cargo hold filled with Harry Mud androids who were also delivered to us just this week by other unsuspecting bounty hunters. So you've been duped. And then it shows Harry Mudd uh, reveals himself as the source of the androids. He's been selling cop Android really? copies of himself. Yes, I told you it's really good. Or I don't know if I told you that. <laughs> He's been selling <laughs> Android copies of himself to make money uh, so that he can collect uh, a smaller reward. He offers himself for like 50,000 credits. Uh, so that these bounty hunters would sell them to the Federation for 100,000 credits. But meanwhile, he sold like seven of them. So he's made tons of money. And that is, <laughs> that's it. I think that I got the summary, right? The episode is genuinely awesome. Right? <laughs> this, this is
2: this is what Short tricks should be. It's small. It's concise. It gets straight to the point. It has that moment where it frustrated me just a little bit. Because I was thinking, you know, Harry Mudd, the last time we saw him in Discovery, was off with Stella, his wife or his wife-to-be, at least. Um, they, he was supposed to go off to Stella's planet, and in this episode, you find him captured by a bounty hunter. And you're like, wait a minute. But then it turns out it's just an android version of him. In fact, so at the fun. end,
1: he's in, in fact he's actually on the Duke ship at the end. I think something happened between season one of Discovery and this episode, which is kind of cool because it shows you what's going on. and And it kind of fills in... But in a way that's entertaining, fun, and, and lighthearted, but also clever, because I did not suspect that ending. Not at all. Uh, <laughs> not at all. And it ties in beautifully with TOS, even though, of course, nothing else visually ties in beautifully with TOS. But story wise, I think this was the best, one of the best like uh, weaving into, into TOS that they've done. I agree. so, okay,
0: the, so d-
2: d- do you understand what happened? Oh, so doctor. this
0: episode ties in with. Um... Muds planet then, right? Muds. Yes. Mudd's yeah, Mudd. I, Mudd, Mudd.
2: Yeah. I I mud. The episode I mud. I mud. Okay, this, that's cool. Okay. This is really cool cuz essentially essentially you I mean it makes no sense that in the original series like he's capable of creating these androids that are so like perfect etcetera etcetera. Com- compared to like how we describe data in in TNG, right? I but mean, it, but they're but, not.
1: I mean, they're not as perfect as data. But yeah, but they're not no. as per- they're not as perfect. Yeah.
2: But then it is fun because in this episode, you, you see that there's like precedent to him doing that because he's already created a, a whole bunch of androids that are <laughs> copies of him, and then he's selling them off, getting money from selling them off. He's disguised as a woman, by the way. So oh, yeah. Like he's you don't you you don't you never suspect it's him because like you you have this this bounty hunter in full woman armor with like the big breastplates and everything and a mod like a helmet and there's a modified voice and so you're thinking like she's the badass character she's awesome and it turns out it's just like harry mud in disguise selling off these other harry muds like these harry mud copies um was, to I... to other bounty hunters it was it was really well executed and it ties into original series really well i don't know i liked i loved it
1: Oh. I'm, nor- I'm normally on a discussion. I've been participating on text tracks uh, post episode discussions, but I was uh, sick with flu. So I couldn't go on. I'm still actually recovering. I don't know if you can hear the congestion. <laughs> I'm doing a good job. I'm trying to keep it.
2: <clears throat> but yeah. Um, Anyways, the, one of the uh, Harry uh, Mud um, androids is wearing the 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 blue. Yeah, the classic um, Harry the, Mud.
1: Two of them are Harry wearing Mud. Harry Mud really outfits. Oh my yes, actually. Anyways, on the short tracks episode, uh, he brought up a lot of good good points like that as well, and I think that like what was uh, one thing that they talked about is like the writer of this was is the writer of of the upcoming um, Star Trek animated. Yeah, Mike Mahan. So I thought like it was a really well if they're if they're dabbling and experimenting and showing different ways like I don't mind this direction too much obviously not for a whole series but I think uh, one of the things that was brought up is that like it kind of gives me a little uh, excitement to see what the lower decks uh, cartoon is going to be like and I'm going to mute myself while I blow my nose, gentlemen. <laughs> no, that,
0: that's that's cool. I, I didn't realize it was going to tie in. Okay, today, so uh,
2: it, it shows that Mike McMahon and kind of like he knows this canon right but like, we all knew that because he's been writing um those fake tng season eight plots uh, like comedy plots on twitter for a while yeah um they even have a book and everything so but he, he knows about the original series he knows about um what's it called the no, tng and i've even tweeted adam a few things like i want to see the phylogians which are racing the animated series again and he responded to that so he he knows about the, the animated series the original series next generation he is a Star Trek fan, and so when they would when they gave him the opportunity to write a Harry Mudd story, he didn't just go off and do his own thing. He really did tie it into who Harry Mudd is in the original series. I
1: have to say, also, uh, just uh, from a personal perspective, I was the least interested or excited about this episode because I didn't really connect with Harry Mudd uh, before this. Like, I didn't really like, I didn't really care for the kind okay. of. Insane version of him that was. Being you haven't watched The Office. I have. I know. I know. Rain you, Wilson. you
2: know. You Rain Wilson. So how could you I not know, be happy like, for anything? Like, but
1: like, I wanted more. I wanted Rain Wilson to do more of an interpretation of Harry Mudd and less of this like angry Rain Wilson person that he usually does. And so <laughs> I thought there was too much Rain Wilson perhaps uh <laughs> in Harry Mudd. And in this episode I actually saw Harry Mudd. Like, yes. I actually have to say like by the end was because... was like yeah, but but it it was more along the lines of how I how I how, how I personally uh, envision Harry Mudd.
2: It starts off with so before it's revealed that you're following the android, like one of the android versions of Harry Mudd, you think that you're following the actual Harry Mudd. Right. And he is the kind of discovery mud that you have. He's like a, a kind of angry at, at Starfleet, angry at the Federation kind of, you know, he almost like seems like um, an aggressive, warlike guy rather than a, um, a, just a. Well, it, he I don't know. He, he a continues fool to. Trying, he
1: continues trying to continues sell to his paint- shit, right? He continues to paint this interesting idea, which uh, again is, is antithetical to what we later see in TOS, uh, because we don't even, I don't remember, I have to kind of really dive deep into TOS again, but I don't remember if Harry Mudd was like accusatory of the Federation in the original series in any way, or if that kind of like vibe ever came across, but Harry Mudd that we've met in Discovery is definitely like a hater. He thinks that the Federation, you know, uh, sits on these laurels and and like uh, of of you know morals and things like that, but they're actually awful, <laughs> you know. Which is a running, you know, which is a, there's a lot of interesting evidence for that even in TNG as we as we go through our discussions. But but regardless, it's never from the perspective of of Star Trek. We've always taken the Federation side. We've always taken Starfleet side, and and here we have a character who is vehemently opposed to what the Federation represents. And then we get the idea that even among worlds of the Federation, what the Tellarites are at this point, if I'm not mistaken, you mm-hmm. still have Tellarite. It's not like there's an end to poverty in all of the Federation, apparently, because this Tellarite's hustling to get money. Uh, and, he, you know, and things still happen, obviously, like one of the plot but points But there would be human you know, bounty like,
2: hunters as well.
1: No, I'm yeah. sure. But the fact that like there's bounty hunters among the worlds of the Federation is kind of like a new thing. Like, you know, I don't know. I just never, I never thought of it before. And it's kind of interesting. It's to see another side that, the, and it is more realistic. It, this is would, the kind you know, of scum that turns do.
2: up at uh, Deep Space Nine. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, this is where it started presenting itself. Star Trek changed completely with Deep Space Nine because of this exact same thing. Where I'm not saying it's new. I'm saying it is something well, that that it, that. Okay. I, so would, what,
0: I would argue that. I would argue that. I I, I think I think the original show had a less pristine view of the Federation than Next Generation does. I think things are a little more perfect next generation because in the original show obviously you had harry mud to begin with uh you had other scoundrels uh you had these outposts where they were buying wives you know uh the ride slave
1: trade which is never really mentioned
2: in tng if i'm not mistaken Okay, but like all of these these okay (laughs) that's the interesting thing though that's not Starfleet as such they're just kind of like Federation citizens because mm. they are humans and but then they're living like on a Federation colony but then I don't think that what they're doing is exactly legal buying wives because then like what's his name Harry Mudd turns up and he's trying to he's trying to like peddle these three wives right yeah uh, in the first episode and they're like old and dying but he's he's like drugged mm-hmm. them or use some sort of product to make them look you know young and beautiful right, right
1: yeah that's,
2: but me- that's highly illegal but i think that the, the purchasing of them is highly illegal as well right. yes I, it is. I think
1: that i think that like i guess when you do dive into the to the kind of like things that are going on maybe there are these references but the tone in discovery and in these short tracks is definitely way darker than star trek has ever mm-hmm. been in in my opinion in, anyways but um but that's what was delightful of this, about this episode is that I think the tone shifted a little. There was a little bit more light than we're used to seeing. Um, of course, I'm still not pleased with a lot of the visuals, but that's just a, okay. that's just a personal – that's a very personal thing. I don't think Discovery is represented the way I would envision a retelling or a reimagining. Even if I were reimagining Star Trek, I wouldn't reimagine
2: it this way. <laughs> so, <laughs> this wasn't bad, right? Okay, so yeah, first this thing- wasn't bad. Harry Mud start like the Harry Mud that we see in the beginning which turns out to be an android at first there's this kind of angry frustrated Harry Mud and then when we, when he's revealed to be an android and then there's all the other androids cuz the federation ship that they roll up to have they've already got all these fake Harry Muds I- in storage and that becomes very funny because then you have like all of these like six or seven Rain Wilsons hmm. going all parts of the Caribbean 3 all the, <laughs> like di- like they're 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 all bugged out. they're all trying to say the same sentence. they're all trying to react the same way because they're not they're not perfected robots, right? They're kind of crappy much and much that in the, that's much lighter in, in tone yeah. and it's funny, and yeah. it is more Harry mud, and that's when you that's when you see the Harry Mudd from the original series more than before regarding the sets and the visuals. I don't have as much complaints regarding this as I do with discovery because discovery is a show. Um, on a Starfleet ship that's supposed to represent Starfleet ships um, that are basically like the Enterprise should be on this, on, like on the original series. Whereas right. this is, it's a it's a bounty hunter ship. Harry Mud is a like another bounty hunter ship. The, these guys are unaffiliated with the federal, like the Starfleet. They, they can have any kind of design they want. The view screen on the bounty hunter ship is really small. They use like the window from Spock's um, quarters. Apparently, as a, like they recycle that set, so well, the view all... screen is very small, and oh, it, yeah. and it's it 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 looks like the original series view screen because it is so small. And then when you think about it, it's not a window; it's a it has to be a view screen, like um a hologenerated screen like we have in all of the rest of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. So I thought the visuals were good in this one. I'm not too keen on how they represent the Tellarites. Um. They got the tusks and everything. I don't know, but I, I thought that visually this episode works. It's it's very dark. I agree with that. They they I they, think fathery. They, they make everything. I think fathery on. Black. I mean, this, this ain't no <laughs> Cloverfield. I don't know why they they got to turn think... the lights down so much, but.
1: I think Fathery on uh discussion uh, said something about how the um, Tellerites have been redesigned a lot. They were even redesigned in Enterprise. Uh, which design do you like the best?
2: I, I would argue that the Tellerites from Enterprise are not a redesign. They are uh, um, like, I uh, just, how can I say this? They're an update. Mm. Because the 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 like the Tellarites that are represented in the like, Tellarite that we see in the original series, the makeup is shit. All right, you get what they're going for, but the makeup is shit. And then in Enterprise, they take that and they do this like exactly the same thing, but with good makeup. And so it looks like the same species. And then Discovery, they have this obsession with constantly uh revitalizing and rejuvenating all of the designs and we have to do our own take and whatever you know you don't have to do your own take they, they're convinced <laughs> that if they, they're convinced that if they do something too similar to what was before then they won't be see look at that that's the same thing
1: uh yeah i'm presenting for those of you that that's the same thing but to the
2: it's done better. In my opinion, this is weird. And then if you,
1: <laughs> Fuck
2: that, it comes up when is. you do.
1: And then here's And, then, the
2: and then if you click on that, that that is that is, that is a visual redesign.
1: And I don't know where this In one my is from opinion. Enterprise, I guess.
2: Yeah, that's, that's from,
0: from Enterprise. That's from
2: Enterprise. Wait, wait, how
0: how do they? What do they look like now?
2: They look like this. They look like, yeah. Well, They're more like wild that, boars. That, that's a shit quality. Click on that. Yeah. Click on the one underneath <laughs> that one. Click on the one underneath that. Oh, here we go. This one. Okay. Yeah, they look like that now. Can you see it, Doctor? Wow, they look more like. Uh... Well, they look like dwarves or space pirates now. Yeah. Um, yeah, they do. They've got all oh. of these tusks. Um, they didn't have tusks um, before, though. They didn't have tusks
1: before. No, they did. That's a new addition. Uh, which no one knows <laughs> so, what to make of quite what to make of it. No, they, they've they've read redis- Okay. This is a redesign. The,
2: the, is- the noses are completely different as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. By so- the way,
1: this is the actor, if I'm not mistaken here, he's in the uh, season one episode in the mirror universe uh, playing uh, some kind of general or something like that in the resistance or the Alliance or whatever they call themselves. Uh, in Star Trek Discovery, and and uh, I don't have a clear picture of him. Uh, from this, uh, but it's the same actor playing. Playing. Oh, is it really? That's what I, I think. That's
2: what we found out on IMDb or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, <coughs> so I, I think that the the the, the design is uh, too radical a, d- a change. I can get behind the Andorian redesign. I can I can see it. Um, this is too radical a change for me. Um, but then, other than that, the rest of the short tricks is fine. And I mean, I can't. Okay, as much as I is as much as I dis disapprove of Discovery doing all these radical designs, I can't disapprove of short tricks for keeping the same designs as Discovery. I mean, they at least have to be consistent with themselves, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so wow. I can't. I can't. I can't complain about that. I mean, they use the same teller as they have on the show, which is. I mean, that's good. But other than that, the story in itself is good. There's okay. a there's a reveal. It doesn't drag on for too long. This is I think this is one of the shortest short tricks. It's like thirteen minutes or twelve minutes long only.
0: Okay, I um, I, have a, I have a question though. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> the doctor looks. Dude, I don't adding. understand
2: why they didn't release this one first. Honestly, if they wanted to hype people for short tricks, they had to release this one first, not the shit. Whatever, what like wow. runaway was. That was that was ass. Strong feelings there. Anyways, what was your question, doctor?
1: (laughs)
0: Well, now now I have two questions. (laughs) (laughs) Now that you mentioned the release pattern of the short tracks, which is what what is the intention of the short tracks? Is it meant to be? Um, is all this supposed to be somehow relevant? To the second season just like the doctor who mini episodes were supposed to be that's
1: that's a question that i had to... and I, I was hmm. al- originally told no that they wouldn't tie in however the saru episode the brightest star is definitely going to have some kind of connection to season two because they've shown uh snippets in the trailer that that definitely look like they're connected to the short trucks episode
2: okay, I, I don't think so. they're not connected I, they're just using the same character
1: We'll see. I don't Saru know. We do <laughs> It's in the short trick and I'm just in saying season two, but I'm that's just because it's strong sister. There's a strong implication. And I don't doubt that Harry Mudd's going to be back. I mean, is he supposed that's, to not? He, he's definitely going to be in season two at some point, I have a feeling. So
2: I thought short tricks would be that sometimes you have an idea. For example, the idea that they had for Bird Box, the movie, which everyone's <laughs> talking about, right? Sometimes you ha- Sometimes you have an idea which isn't worthy of a movie. <laughs> <laughs> which isn't worthy of a tv show and that which, which isn't worthy of an entire episode but you would like to expand on the idea just a little so you use this out of the box, like this new format that you create you say hey we don't have any timetable we don't have any time schedule we can release a 10 to 20 minute episode whenever we want and boom and then so there you go and then in the same time it it, it serves as a word like it it, it it's used as a way of expanding the Star Trek universe. You don't have to focus it on a Starfleet character. You don't have to focus it on on like humans at all. You can just do like, we have an idea, right? There's like a a floating fish in space and he needs to eat trees, but there are no trees in space. How does he survive? Boom, you make a 13 minute episode about that, right? Um, And then I thought that's what it was gonna be, but then they went and they did like one episode like that, which is Calypso because that's about a guy out, yeah. in the future i like that, that that's the only one that did and then um all of the others are like characters from discovery we do tilly we do suru we do harry Mutt, which is kind of strange because for a concept that was it was to me presented or oh, i thought of it as like we're going to think outside the box and do things that we can't even tie into our show like we have this idea but it doesn't fit in discovery so we're going to do it separately. I thought that's what they were going to do. Instead, they're just, like, adding more to Discovery.
1: I thought that's what Discovery was going to be when I thought it was going to be an anthology show, and I was really excited about that.
2: And so it already failed (laughs) me. It it wasn't going to be an anthology show for very long. That idea didn't last long.
1: (laughs) But... um. I mean, they'd be wearing these uniforms. They would have been awesome.
2: They would be hopping around. Time I, under, lines, okay. but... I understand. Okay, I understand CBS for refusing that in the first place because that would have been way too expensive. They would have had to build uh, like a TNG complete set for like one season and then rip it down and then build an original series set for one season, rip it down, build an Enterprise season uh, series set. Like that would have Lucas that I could have introduced them to, who knows
1: how to film an entire movie. <laughs> Without a single set being built, no. I mean, I know what you mean. It's it, It's a million times better when there's a real set. I'm not arguing with that. But I mean, there's shortcuts. It to makes take.
2: more sense to do one show that takes place in one ship, at least for the right. beginning, right? Right. And that's then, true. but <clears throat> I, I understand. I understand why it wasn't a like um like financially. For for it the isn't same reason of I, decisions.
1: I also got the impression that like this was kind of like a way to kind of you know and and rightfully so i guess to keep people subscribing to uh their their
2: there you go and, that, and you know, that's thing. what it's become right <coughs> originally right. i thought it was going to be this we have like we have a lot of creative minds and we're going to use these creative minds to expand on star trek by talking about like these out of the I don't know, these weird things that we we can't expand on in the show. But then it turns out all it is is just a way to keep people subscribed to CBS All Access while they wait for the next season of Discovery to arrive. Because they <laughs> release one a month, and you need yeah. to keep subscribed every month. And, um, and it's weird. I guess I don't It's really wrong. It's only on CBS All Access. It's not international. Like, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with this. It's more trick. It just turns out that they released them in the very wrong order because the fourth is the best, then it's the third, then it's the second, and the first. But is wouldn't the
1: worst. you wouldn't you rather go out with a bang than like have to be disappointed at the last episode before? I would have the rather conference. they only released one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I hear, I I see what you're saying. I, see you're saying I you. mean, like, no, I get it. I don't know. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be insulting, but so, like sometimes things don't work out, right? Sometimes your favorite musician will make a song that is that is ass, right? It's just terrible. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes creatively yeah, you does happen, think yeah. something <laughs> works, you think it works, and then it turns out it doesn't, all right? But what I don't understand is there's a lot of people, a lot of people working on Star Trek and working on Star Trek, Short Treks and Discovery. Why did no one like just eventually say, like have the guts to say, this is boring <laughs> and it makes no sense. Mm-hmm. And it finishes like completely dumb. Why are we releasing this? We need to rewrite the story, or we need to we need to change it somehow, or you know whatever. Like we wasted money on making this short tricks. It's just the short tricks. Let's make another one instead. Why did no one like pull the plug on that, this? And that
1: that brings us to. Our recurring segment on Starfleet Boy, which is Sean and I are for hire CBS. We'll bring coffee, <laughs> we'll do all kinds of things. Uh we don't have to have any kind of title or anything like that, but um, we're happy to work for you and we will always give our honest w- opinion. Which is
2: well, which is interesting. <laughs> point, I think short tricks should be used as a way because okay. Star Trek used to bring in um fan scripts yeah all right we talked about that right and then apparently it became kind of very difficult to deal with because then you have rights management lost yeah Yeah, lawsuits and what have you so i understand why that doesn't exist anymore so now they have a, a like a team of writers that write their 13 episodes or so okay i understand that but short tricks is different short tricks is the perfect format and the perfect it gives you the perfect opportunity To bring in people that have nothing to do with the industry, that don't know anything about writing, that just have creative minds and they have ideas. Bring in people that have ideas, that have this concept. And you can you can have writers be with them and like be the writers of the actual episode, but bring in people that that have new ideas and that can help you expand Star Trek. It's the perfect, like it's a concept and a format that doesn't exist yet. I try think, and make it unique instead of just seen, making low budget short discovery episodes.
1: I think we've definitely seen that there's been some shakeups and breakups over there. I mean, it's a very public, uh, with Twitter and everything. We're like learning uh, up to the minute news. Uh, you know, Saudi Arabia is corrupt. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> J- <laughs> John Van Siders gets uh, hired as a, uh, as Star Trek, uh, chief. Right. So, uh, season two possibly won't. We won't see all of his changes take effect there because I think he didn't start it out right from 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 the beginning. But I think that now Are you that about Alex just... Kurtzman? No, but uh, uh isn't it uh, uh John Van Siders or something? Like he's the new head of Star Trek. What's the what's his title? <laughs> and he's supposed okay, to okay. He's a huge... vice
2: something, so he's not the head. Oh, he's the new vice. He's vice of Star
1: Trek. Let's look it up. Let's use the internet. Here we
2: go. <laughs> but yeah, no, he's not in charge as such. The thing is, creatively, Alex Kurtzman is the showrunner of the TV universe that they're setting up. Um, Alex Kurtzman is the one that 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 has you know he's got the get go. He says yes or no to what's going on. But then it's he, his it's he... his production company that's producing everything. So he's saying yes right. to everything he makes. I I'm willing to say that he'll definitely look he's you're definitely. very silent. Oh, doctor <laughs> Well, I you had a second question didn't you
0: yeah, okay, so this short <coughs> trek takes place After the events of discovery which in and of themselves takes place was it ten years before pretty the much yeah. series
2: Okay, so, this take this episode takes place after probably episode five of Discovery, that's for sure. Okay. But it could take place at any point during Discovery. Right.
1: And then and then Season also one. the previous one, the Brightest Star, took place uh way before Discovery, uh when Captain at Jojo was a, was a lieutenant, yeah. So and then the one before that takes place a thousand years yeah. in the future, and then the one <laughs> right so so they're but, all over the they're okay, all over but, the map. But but
0: okay, but okay. Well, I'm just sure, because when you go, when you guys told me about the androids I was like, "Oh, okay, this is a tie-in to to Mud. But iMUD takes place
2: Austin
1: much later. So mm. then these are different androids. Correct? Yes, These are these are cl- android copies of himself. These are copies are, of himself. Are, rudimentary are, copies of himself. Right. That are programmed to protest being arrested. Uh, long enough, and to convince you that it's the real Harry Mudd so that you, as a bounty yeah. hunter, will take it to the Federation, and he's selling them himself. He's selling his own copies of himself. Okay, okay. the get- ge- the genius of the episode is <laughs> yeah. in the details
2: because first right. of all, first of all, this this Tellarite bounty hunter talks about the fact that Harry Mud not only stole something from him, oh, but he but also, also, yeah, but also made love to his sister, right? And <laughs> the thing is. The thing is, the Harry Mud—he's talking to Harry Mud, and Harry Mud's like, "I don't remember that." But you think he's lying. You think it's the real Harry Mud lying. But it turns out it's not the real Harry Mud lying. It's, it's an the android, android that doesn't know what he's talking about, and never the did The Android that. just does, the Android doesn't know, right. and so all he does is protest. <laughs> and then this episode is segmented uh, with like um, other past other arrests. You think it's past <laughs> arrest. You think it's past arrests or past captures of the real Harry Mudd, what it is, it's just other Harry Mudd androids that have been captured. And what's (laughs) funny is he's using the same arguments and he's saying the same sentences to every bounty hunter. So the way the episode is made is you think Harry Mudd just keeps on using the same lame excuses. That's not the case. It's just that the androids, you you understand, are all programmed to say the (laughs) same thing, protest in the same way. It is very well- (laughs) <laughs> written it is very well directed this is harry M- um rain wilson's first like it's his directing debut so i don't know uh, how much he directed i don't know i don't know much how much he was hands on well usually, have they, to have some, you, usually uh, they have usually they have someone is. help them yeah. but well done rain the episode is well <clears throat> made you, you you've been completely spoiled now but um yeah, yeah i think it's good
1: the the uh really for, but he the, he the, what,
2: made the androids he made it, okay. It's, it, it, it's yes. not. It would seem not, so. It's. It would seem it's implied. so. Yeah, it's Applied. Yeah. Because he, at the end, you see him take off his his helmet. He's got his like his breast armor, but he takes off his helmet. It's revealed that it's Harry Mudd. And he's in his ship. He's got all these Harry Mudd slaves, android slaves, like bringing him drink cocktails and building shit and stuff. And then you see the you see the helmet that he wore in the Discovery episode. You see like little Easter eggs like that.
1: I mean, the androids could be building more androids for him. I mean, like it's Harry mud's totally the but kind of character. then that's an
2: iRobot situation and you don't want that.
1: Well, but the but Harry Mud's totally the kind of character that just looks looks for every opportunity. See, this is like the more crafty, funny, uh, you know, Harry Mud. That the the reason why I liked it so much is it, it reminds me of that uh, of the Harry Mud that we we find later. Uh, in what in the TLS. what is your problem, Doctor, with the fact that? No,
0: I I, I just now I need you, to rewatch the. I need to rewatch. I'm mud, i mud because I just want to see how it all ties in because i i my impression was that mud was somebody who took advantage of situations but he himself was not very techy or or you know he was the guy who just found object a and and it doesn't like it guys. doesn't
1: dispute it doesn't dispute
2: that i impression. just need to rewatch the episode yeah. I'm, it okay. doesn't dispute that impression i am under the impression i am under the impression that in the i mud episode he is only able to make or create androids because there was already a system in place on the planet right that created androids exactly right that's what i remember but then i might be mistaken if that's the case then this makes this episode kind of weird because he's making the androids himself rather than discovering well, a planet well, that Sean, makes them later but to on. Well,
1: fair, there's no there's nothing that says he made them himself. He could have it could That's be That's the thing. This yeah.
2: ship that he's in, which is a recycled Klingon ship from season 1 with a few extra nacelles that they've strapped well, no, onto it's
1: it. The, it's the Duke ship from season 1. It's the it's the same. Like remember he's one of the things he's accused of is regicide and he says regicide he's only a duke right so we we get the i don't think that counts as regicide by the way a duke no i know but that's what he's arguing but killing a baron
2: <laughs> killing a baron or a lord that's like those aren't regicides okay fine but an still- emperor is an emperor regicide but an his is father is bigger than a king and
1: his, his his yeah. in law the duke that's the same it's i'm pretty sure i have to watch it again but i'm pretty sure it's the same exact ship so he's either somehow commandeered the ship or he has his own way to move minute. And- you're
2: talking about the ship that picks him up yeah at the no, end of... it's completely different ship all totally right, different ship let's find it i mean gonna... it's absolutely different because no, the duke no the ship really that you're talking about looks like a boat of... this one looks like a spiky dildo <laughs> or a pipe cone. that's
1: that's not what i expected <laughs> at all it's not the same From shit. You. That's my point. First
2: of all, well, why well, would
1: you even know what a spiky dildo looks like? First of all.
2: Well, imagine a dildo with spike, right? I right mean...
1: Why would that even be in your consciousness, <laughs> A? Why would that come out, first of all, as a comparison item? First of all. <laughs> you know? And pine cone is the second thing you come up with. Right? Like, that's not the first thing you come up with. It's the second one. That's the first question before any other question. And then, after that...
2: <laughs> I, I I can provide no answer.
1: While you answer that question, I'll look up the ships online, and we'll see well, for ourselves. Well, while the two of you argue the ships, the
0: ship, let me make a plug for this wonderful new book Woo. <laughs> that I got for Christmas, which is from Eagle Moss. No, not Eagle Moss. Um, yes, Eagle Moss. <laughs> uh, Star Trek Designing Starships, the Enterprise and Beyond. I recommend everyone get this book, right. I got it for me. <laughs> um, Christmas, it looks awesome, and uh, it has wonderful it. illustrations, <laughs> pre-production sketches, and uh, none of the ships in here looks I'm like a spiky wife. dildo.
2: But um... <laughs> <laughs> is it that episode seven or is it? It's episode six, I think. I said episode five, there. No, it's up episode. The baron? <laughs> I'm looking up the Baron's ship, right? Okay, I'm trying to find it. Was here he a baron? episode you seven? A he's a duke. I don't know. He's like the, father of, the, the father of Stella, his wife-to-be. His wife-to-be in Discovery, but his ex-wife in the original series. So we have never actually seen them married. <laughs> um, Anyways, he's just, horrible
1: to Stella and her father.
2: And I think that that's the same ship. It's not. You're wrong. <laughs> History will prove me right. Um, audience
1: this is what i usually call the resources of the internet audience please comment below and let us know what you think and there'll be a twitter you... poll yes actually <laughs> there is actually a current running for the next four days twitter poll uh please go check it out the question i asked i'm going to ask it on the air because i think it's a fun question doctor that you might be interested in here let me pull it up here do you have a came up with me yeah point.com, Doctor. It's a little behind. It's not up to date. Is um, that where the Twitter poll is? No, it's on Twitter. Oh, it's on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> doctor. <laughs> Get your <Well>. platform. <laughs> so what I wrote, the question I posed, and I'll give you the results so far is, I currently watch Star Trek Deep Space Nine on Netflix. However, if CBS All Access would release a remastered version episodically, say once a month, I would totally switch to watching it there. Do you feel the same? So my idea is, like, don't remaster it all at once. Take your fucking time and just release it, like, once a month, like a new episode, and that would keep people coming back, and it's DS9 remastered there we go i don't think
2: but as much as as (laughs) it's amazing i don't think that that i don't think that time is the problem i think it's just the cost of it and even like cost cost comes down with with time like if you if you are you sure about that
1: really if you only have if you only have two animators as opposed to 10 which you need to do it in like let's say uh you know a week the father the father (laughs) of his wife
2: is a baron baron grimes
1: Bear on grind. So staff Boy is wrong again. <laughs> we'll have to look it up. But anyways, tell us if the ship is the same, if you think it is, if it actually is, if anyone's done the research uh, or went on that tip, but that's what I thought. Uh, and then just so you know, 61% of people agree that, yes, they would switch from Netflix to CBS All Access if they would release a re- uh, remastered episodically uh, premiering uh, version of uh, Deep Space Nine. Eighteen percent say no, doctor. Twelve percent say screw you, CBS, and nine percent say DS Nine is on Netflix. So nine percent of people didn't even know Star Trek DS Nine <laughs> is on Netflix. So okay, hope,
2: so hope I, w- we'll I want results. you to look. <laughs> I want you to open the chat and look up what I've what I've written.
1: Oh, I'm okay. Where? Oh, in our chat. That,
2: that yeah, that Ooh. is the name of the ship of the oh, Baron. Wow. <laughs>
1: The
0: festoon, <laughs> All
2: right? Okay, wow. so that that that's the Baron's ship, right? <laughs> wow. Do you, have a,
1: do you have a picture of the festoon, which means, what is it like a, I don't know, a, chain totally, of, uh, a garland of flowers? I think is what what a festoon is, according to dictionary.com. Flowers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a <garland of> flowers. <laughs> oh geez i'm I'm seeing an image right here of the festoon let me see if
2: i can you go okay can you share an image of the festoon oh yeah
1: i got it please you got it i
2: think i've got it too and you know what some memory that ship (laughs) is absolutely not (laughs) starfleet boy is wrong again (laughs) that ship was absolutely can you share it on screen yeah i'm trying to pull it up for the world to see
1: all right, but we need to be fully sure. We need to see the... Well, I'm trying to find the oh other one. I, one, one. I found sure. one. I or...
2: <laughs> Well, come on. I'm 100% fully sure that I'm right.
1: Yes, I do think you're right. Based on this new telemetry, new old telemetry. Hold on, we're posting it right now.
2: All right, here's the, the
1: rear of the festoon. There it is.
2: I'm not even sure that's the rear. I'm pretty sure that's the front, isn't it? I don't know. Oh, maybe it's, it's, oh, it's actually, essentially right. a boat. It's it's like a boat, <laughs> but like in space.
1: Her... Yeah. Sorry, red lights make me think of the rear for some reason. It looks just like a garland of flowers. <laughs> That's the festoon. All right, so you're right, because the... <laughs> it does look like a. Yeah, the there's purple... the other ship. The other ship doesn't does look like that like... at all. It's true. The other one does look like a prickly, prickly dildo. Um. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It does. it does. There you go. Did they, In fact, did they... Until we find out the name, we're calling the USS Prickly Dildo. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: Did they kit smash? Well, like,
1: I don't
0: know.
2: I mean, yeah, well, I'll tell you. Okay. That that um, it, it, it looks like it, they. They they kid smashed um the one Something in the short trailer the one that we uh-huh. haven't seen okay that's for sure I found it oh yes show me
1: all right it looks the, the totally prickly good. dildo it looks the prickly dildo it's like, not
2: at all the same ship
1: it's not even remotely the same ship as the fistoon um, <laughs> I don't no, look know at that all, right. all I can do is blame my flu that I that I I was so under what that is.
2: What that is is a kitbash with um it's it's a million um uh, Discovery nacelles attached to a Klingon dildo <laughs> ship because wow. that that's one of the Klingon shi- like if you were to look at the Eagle Moss Discovery collection um Discovery ships um one of the Klingon ships is that exact spiky thing in the middle. Do you think
1: that was an homage intentional to kit bashing uh, guys?
2: I don't know why they would do that when they have the power to CG. I mean,
1: okay. uh, no, I mean, I'm saying but, but these are not models. Computer, so. Right, It's, but it's... it's the yeah, computer, that's the
2: thing. It, they, they're CG-ing it's the cg the computer
1: the equivalent of kit bashing. They're taking other CG models and kind of taking things from them and, you know, okay, so it's a I, virtual version of it.
2: Are they just trying to, like, insinuate that he modified a Klingon ship or something? Maybe (coughs) unclear. Or um unclear.
1: (laughs) Unclear. (laughs) That's all we can say. (laughs) All right. I think it's time to give uh ratings. And I and I don't recall what I gave uh the other three at this moment, but I definitely give this one probably wrong ratings. (laughs) I give this one a seven.
2: Okay. Out of ten stars. Um yeah. i will give it i will give it a s I'll I'll give it a seven
1: point five. Nice. Wow, you liked it a little more than I did. <laughs> I'll okay. give it an eight. A rare chance. Wow. Ac- I'll give it an eight. Ladies, like ladies and wow. gentlemen. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we have a first ton Starfleet boy. <laughs> Enjoyed
2: this episode. I think it was great. I love Rain Wilson. He gets bonus points for being Rain Wilson. Um, it was good. I'll watch it again because I'm going to do my, my my review.
1: Which we're all looking forward to. Mm,
2: I'll be, be accused of being paid by CBS because I enjoy the show. <laughs> well, because I enjoyed this episode. <laughs> but then I'm accused of being a, like a warmonger hater um, when, I, when I dislike an episode. So whatever. Yeah. You're
1: learning an important lesson in life, uh, Trek on the tube or Sean, which is, you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. So just do. I don't know. <laughs> that was <laughs> do okay, okay. <laughs> I don't know what that was. That was Starfleet
2: boy. Wisdom. That leads to that. That statement leads to crime, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, no,
1: no, I'm not in no way. <laughs> in no way st- we're pg keeping with harry mud
0: <laughs>
2: okay i think
1: that's oh, enough my goodness accused of perpetuating crime on my show have is this the death of accuracy or what is the are we now murdering accuracy which is one of the lines mm, in the episode that we wasn't talking. that
2: wasn't a funny line i didn't,
1: <laughs> enjoy, I didn't enjoy that line i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> any any thoughts based on our discussion, Doctor? Any anything no, before for, we sign up? For for your Twitter poll,
0: I, I put screw you CVS. <laughs> I Shut couldn't I I, I I couldn't help it. <laughs> you gave him the, the
2: option.
1: It's, I, it's true, it is. But a good poll answers many questions, if possible, so I feel like I'm I'm getting the answer to a few questions, not just the one I... There we Gentlemen. No, I'll let you take us out. Actually, I like that. Take us out. Take us out, Doctor. <laughs> where am I going? I don't know where we're going. <laughs> Second star to the right, and straight oh, on to the morning. morning. Oh, and um. <laughs> Live I'm long and prosper, prosper everybody. What is that? What is that? Oh, he has it. Look.
0: He has what? I can't see.
1: Sean, say something. He's... That's the best. Oh. Way to... Oh my that's... gosh, Sean. That's... Sean. Was that Why was, ha- was that a Christmas I... gift?
2: <laughs> This is what will be attached next to my door. Um <laughs> as like as you enter the room, you'll hear the sh- sound of the tos doors. oh that's awesome i'll be able to to press that if i want to signal someone and talk you know
0: oh that's cool (laughs) it also does the
2: red alert wait a minute it gets really obnoxious the red alert but
1: be sure to bring that with with you it's not
2: doing it but whatever okay (laughs) be sure to bring that the red alert is annoying
1: on your first episode of Drunk Space Nine, which, uh, if you guys will indulge me, I have a quick, to to the very small audience, but I love you, uh, that we have... I little. no time uh, for this. <laughs> a little, what are you doing? Don't leave. <laughs> Real quickly... Uh, drunk space 9 has uh, ha- has been sucked into the celestial uh, temple and it's being uh, swirled around in there and and some new uh, new things are happening and and the prophets are gonna relaunch it very soon so stay tuned for more news on drunk space 9 but in the meantime you can listen to rogue drunk space 9 <laughs> uh, by searching for rogue drunk space 9 on iTunes or Apple Google or whatever it's starting to come up and you can follow drunk space Nine two part 2 uh, okay. <laughs> on Twitter and uh we look forward to uh, to taking it to the next level. It's All right, the same it.
2: place as where we host, just in case you're wondering, Dr. Twitter. This
1: Twitter. Twitter. I must Twitter. explore. Is, this is, world of it, Twitter.
2: Th- there's so many there's so many of us on there. <laughs>
1: The doctor follows me low key on Twitter. I won't tell you how, but
2: <laughs> I must explore this Twitter.
1: But we need the real the world doctor of Twitter. You must come to the Twitter, to the Twitterverse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. See you next time. Live long and prosper.
0: Live long and prosper.